Hello to you, my name is David, and this is video slash podcast clip number 29 in a series of clips that focus on the study of the first epistle of John. Video clips 1 through 28 of this series can be seen on Facebook and words at Words of Light Bible Study, and the same goes for YouTube and Instagram. Now let's get to work reading God's Word. I will be starting out reading from the King James Version of the Holy Bible, and I will use other versions of the Bible to complement our efforts here when I think it is helpful and appropriate. The first epistle of John, chapter 5 and verse 16, and from the King James Version I read, If any man see his brother sin and sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. This is a verse that can be read and passed over without the reader really understanding what he or she just got done reading. Let's take a look at the first part of verse 16. It reads, If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death. If any man see his brother. The first epistle of John was written to believers. The contents of this book are dedicated to the followers of Jesus. If any man see his brother, the word brother refers to a brother in Christ, not just any man or woman that you or I might happen across in the normal course of our daily activities. Let's read a little further. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death. So now things are becoming a bit more specific in this verse. If a Christian observes another Christian who is committing a sin, or as our, our verse reads, if any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death. There is controversy within the Christian community over this part of our study verse, where our verse reads, if any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death. The meaning is that there are sins, which can result in physical death for a Christian. However, a Christian cannot, admit, uh, cannot commit the unpardonable sin. The sinner commits the unpardonable sin, which is defined as blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. A Christian is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. A Christian is sealed by the Holy Spirit and therefore would not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us in our lives. Only the sinner can commit the unpardonable sin which leads to the destruction of the soul. I read now from the book of Matthew, verse 12, and uh, let's see, let's say it's chapter 12 and verses 31 and 32. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. I am going to read verse 16 again. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. He shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. We look at he shall ask. Who shall ask? It is a Christian brother that shall ask, that shall pray to God for the Christian brother, 
that is committing a sin, that could lead to his physical death and the weakening of his spiritual testimony for Christ. The next part of our study verse reads, And he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. I read again, And he shall give him life. That is, God shall give him life. If we see a brother committing a sin which is not unto death, not the sin unto death, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, then we can pray to God about this sin, and God will grant life to that brother that has sinned, because the brother that is sinning is not sinning unto death, is not committing the unpardonable sin. Next we read within this verse, There is a sin unto death, I do not say that he shall pray for it. So here John reiterates that there is a sin unto death, and he writes, I do not say that he shall pray for it. The sin unto death is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and results in the destruction of the soul. I just want to say that there are some commentaries, perhaps a lot of commentaries, that do not associate the part of our study verse which reads, There is a sin unto death with the unpardonable sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So as I said before, there is some controversy about this verse. I believe we are studying God's Word to do the best we can at understanding God's Word. There will be times when Christians don't agree on the meanings of some passages, uh, passages in the Holy Bible. I prefer to compare Scripture with Scripture to find the deeper meaning in what might be difficult passages. I want to always study God's Word to gain a better understanding of the nature of God not to generate a feeling of discomfort or harmful disagreement over the meanings of specific Bible passages. I cannot learn the deeper things in God's Word unless I read God's Word, and that applies to all of us. I always try to emphasize that you, that I, must take the time to read the Bible. I think we have covered verse 16 of chapter 5 of the first epistle of John pretty well. However, I want to read this verse in its entirety one more time and this time, let's read it from a different version of the Holy Bible. 1 John chapter 5, verse 16, the New International Version. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that you should pray about that. Time to move on to our next verse which is verse 17, and I read this from the King James Version. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. Everyone on the face of this earth has sinned. The difference between a Christian and what we commonly call a sinner is that Christians have believed God's word to be true and have accepted that Jesus, Jesus of the Bible, died for our sins and died in our stead, and sits at the right hand of God interceding for us. What God demands of us, he also provides. The book of Romans, chapter 8 and verse 34, King James Version, I read, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? I like that verse for sure. I will read it again, but this time from the Amplified Bible version of the Bible, Romans chapter 8 and verse 34. Who is the one who condemns us? Christ Jesus is the one who died to pay our penalty, and more than that, who was raised from the dead and who is at the right hand of God interceding with the Father for us. 
If you believe these words to be true, believing this in your heart, then you are a child of God. There is nothing else you have to do. There is no work you can do to help Jesus save you. It is done. The book of John chapter 14 and verse 6 reads, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I read a commentary once that referred to this verse as being a very difficult passage. I see no difficulty here. I see only truth and clarity. There is no issue in this verse that speaks to it being difficult to understand. Any issue of understanding surrounding this verse can only exist if the person reading it does not believe God's holy word. If you do not believe God's word, that is indeed an issue. And it is indeed an issue for you. Listen to the words of the book of John, chapter 6, and verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. From the book of Matthew, chapter 10, and verse 33. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. The book of John, chapter 1, and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now I want to move on and read 1 John chapter 5 and verses 18 through 21, and it reads, We know that no one who is born of God sins, but he who was born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, guard yourselves from idols. I want you to understand this. An idol can be anything that you look to more than you look to God. Some men idolize their car. I have seen this. Worship God, not the materials within his creation, not something made by the hands of man, or even made by nature. I will read these same verses from the Amplified Bible now. You can know that I am not a huge fan of this version uh, as to its accuracy, but I will read from it and discuss things as we go. 1 John chapter 5, verses 18-21, through 21, the Amplified Bible. Verse 18, We know with confidence that anyone born of God does not habitually sin, but he, Jesus, who was born of God, carefully keeps and protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. We know for a fact that we are of God, and the whole world around us lies in the power of the evil one, opposing God and his precepts. And we have seen and know by personal experience that the Son of God has actually come to this world and has given us understanding and insight so that we may progressively and personally know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, in His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, believers, dear ones, guard yourselves from idols, false teachings, moral compromises, and anything that would take God's place in your heart. Now verse 18 in the King James Version of the Bible says in part, We know that no one who is born of God sins. 
This means that we are no longer sinners in the eyes of God because we are justified before God by Jesus who sits at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Jesus can do this because he lived his earthly life without darkness of sin and yet voluntarily died for you and I, all believers, so that our sins are forgiven, covered by the blood of Jesus. I say again that what God demands only God can provide. Now the same verse, that is verse 18, reads differently in the Amplified Bible. It says, and I read it now, We know with confidence that anyone born of God does not habitually sin. I am going to say that in itself that is not an untruth, but that particular wording as applied to this verse distracts from the power of the meaning of this verse because it distracts from the power of the blood of Jesus. I believe verse 19 through 21 are clear and easily easy to understand and we have now read these verses from two different versions of God's holy word. I hope you'll always take time each day to study the Bible. This concludes our study in the first epistle of John and I hope and pray that there has been some benefit for you in this series. Videos that I put together from now on will not have an objective to study any particular book in the Bible but will speak to various topics. Of course the topics will be based in God's Word. If you have not listened to my other videos in this Bible study series I hope you will consider doing so. I want to thank you for spending time with me in God's Word and I hope to see you again.